Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. By the time this goes live. We will have experienced greatness in person. We will have seen Beyonce. Yes. We will have been part of hashtag RWT, the Renaissance World Tour. How lucky are we that we have witnessed both Taylor and Beyonce within months time? We didn't even talk about the Taylor of it all. Oh my God. We didn't? No, we didn't. We didn't talk about Courtney Cox. Y'all, we went to Courtney Cox's house last month. August was wild. August was a crazy month. We should recap because okay. we have a lot of followers. I should say we have a lot of listeners who don't follow us on social media. Yes. And so we can't assume that everyone is following everything that we do at all times. We went to CeCe's house, Courtney Cox's house. They launched a gorgeous new fragrance for home court. Oh my God, it's my favorite. Mandarin basil. Mandarin basil. Basil, you do not think about how great basil smells until you're spritzing it on your countertop in a surface spray and you're like, damn. And with the mandarin, Ugh. it just smells so fresh, so summery, so light and clean. I forgot the gift bag in the car and it sat there for a whole day and it was kind of, you know, in the sun. When I opened my car door, Oh, my God. My car has never smelled better. No, they need to make car fragrances. They do. Or like car deodorizers. Or one of those little things like from Bath and Body Works where you stick it on your visor. Exactly. And it just illuminates the car with the beautiful smell of Mandarin Basile. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not basil. It's basile with an E. Oh, but you guys, her house, it's like a compound overlooking... The Pacific Ocean. No, it's legitimately the most beautiful home. I said personally I would never leave if I lived there. And someone that works with her was like, she doesn't. Like, this is where she stays. I'm like, good. I'm glad. She told us that she used to have a condo in the middle of the city in L.A. And then she sold it during the pandemic. She never went. And I was like, same. We were also laughing because, like, obviously this is happening during the actor strike. And... Everyone was like, you cannot ask her about past or upcoming work, like, unfortunately, which was upsetting because I really wanted to talk to her about Gail in Scream, the last movie. Epic. We were laughing. We're kind of like inside joking, like, this is what the actors are fighting for. Because it's like, this is residual money. The house that, yeah, the house that Friends and Scream built. You know what I mean? Like, yes. What they were making back then on like NBC. And literally every time I turn the TV on, if I'm in a hotel, anywhere yes. that has cable, Friends is always on. It's been on every single cable channel at some point. 
They're like, oh, it's up on this channel. We're going to fight to have it on ours. Like they just, Friends is just easy watching. It makes you happy. Yep. Anyways, her house was incredible. And then she just like, no big deal, mentioned how Ed Sheeran and Taylor had a jam session there once and Prince Harry stopped by. It was just like, what? To you, Taylor? You mean Taylor Swift? We got to go in her kitchen and clean her counters. <laughs> she didn't ask us to. We just did. We just did it on our own accord. But <laughs> that was fabulous. So we kicked off the month. We when was that? That was early August. That was like August 2nd. It was like August 2nd, I think. Oh, yes. OK. Early August. Then we go to Taylor. We go to the Eras tour. Y'all, I told Sarah I was going to cry. Definitely cried. I had a moment. She cried before Taylor was even on stage. It was a moment. I was having a mental breakdown. It was beautiful. It was fabulous. I got to scream all too well. 10-minute version at the top of my lungs. She played our song, which is like, if you know, you know, OG Swifties. We heard August in August, y'all. LA truly won because we were the only city that got to hear that song in the month of August. You're right. You are right. It was a moment. I knew that it was going to be epic, but like as a non-Swifty, I didn't have like huge expectations for it. And it really blew my mind. Like I really am so grateful that I got to go. Also, we shared a suite. It was the Love Wellness suite with Jessica Alba and her family, <laughs> the whole family, entire family, all children. Ava Philippi was there, Maria Shriver and Catherine Schwarzenegger. Sarah thought Chris Pratt was walking in. We were like, that's that's Catherine's brother. But if it was Chris Pratt, I would have been pissing myself. Not Patrick Schwarzenegger. It's the other brother, the younger brother, which also I just finished watching the Arnold docuseries on Netflix, which was so good. And now I'm like, I know the entire family story. And I wish I would have finished watching it before I saw all of them come in. But literally all of them, except for Patrick, was there. Like everyone wanted to be at Era's tour and the ticket was the hardest ticket to get. So, you know, that's why they were in our suite. But can I tell you why they were all actually in the suite? Because there is a company called Blended Strategy Group. This group, they just know every damn person. It's like if you are a brand, you're trying to get them to represent you because they not only represent other great brands, which there's a lot of synergy with, for instance, they represent Give Beauty. And one of the reasons why we had Shake Shack and Cali Rosa Tequila at our event, they also represent those two brands. Synergy. We love to see it. So they represent Love Wellness. They did Love Wellness's big Summer of Love Wellness campaign. We have worked with a lot of the people at that company for literal years, like since Sarah and I were baby beauty editors. And the founders, Sherry and Allison, are just iconic in their own right. Remember EOS lip balm? Sherry used to work at EOS. She was the reason why all of the musicians had EOS featured in their music videos. Remember when Miley Cyrus did We Can't Stop and there's like some random shot of her like using an EOS? Sherry. Genius. Allison was a music manager. I think she represented Kesha. She represented everyone. Like she was like the woman about town. And so they came together and formed this agency. But also, we have to acknowledge that Allison is Kim's best friend. Grew up with Kim Kardashian. 
her mom seen all the time on the Kardashians. Allison and Kim are besties. Like when Kim posts about her OG best friends, Allison is, if not the like best friend, she's like one of them at least. So, wow. Way to go. Way to go, Blended Strategy Group. Yeah. Where are we going with this other than talking about how amazing they are? Way to go, Blended Strategy Group. That's why we were there. We were invited by Love Wellness. And we could not be more thankful. That's why all the famous people were there. Correct. They know everyone. I met Allison's mom in that in that suite, and it was great. Okay. So we got Cece. We got Taylor. What else did we do? I mean, there was there was just a lot going on. Those were definitely, I mean, we started strong. Oh, you know what I did? I went to Boston. Oh, yeah, you did go to Boston. I went to Boston and I learned about this new sun care brand called Pavise. It was created by this literal genius, Sophie, by her labs are at MIT. And I learned so much about sunscreen on this trip. I learned that not all zinc is made equal. And even if you have a ton of zinc in your product, that doesn't make it more efficacious. You know, it's like the cutting of zinc and like how flat it is and all these other things. And I need to do a little bit more research on this particular sunscreen because it is, it's like a three-in-one. So it's supposed to be a moisturizer, a treatment, and an SPF. And it's a mineral sunscreen. And it is supposed to help overall with your skin clarity in terms of like pigmentation and things of that nature, but then also protecting the skin. And I really, really, really do love this sunscreen. I don't think it's completely cast free like they say, but I do think that it is a very nice zinc formula, but it's $148. Ah! And so my thing is like, sure, you can cater to like a specific demographic for that. However, if you're encouraging people to like wear a certain amount of sunscreen and also some of the other messaging around this brand, I kind of think it's wild to price a sunscreen at that level. I did not know that's how much it was. And a lot of cosmetic chemists and formulators and people in the sunscreen world reached out to me while I was there and they were like, oh, I love Sophie or oh, this brand is really interesting to me. Like science-wise, they were really fascinated, but they were like, I'm very curious how this is going to be marketed to the masses because I don't know if people are ready for a $150 sunscreen. And I don't know if, you know, if we're trying to bring something innovative to sun care, it's almost a disservice not to make it available to the masses. Oh my gosh, totally. Like it's, it's kind of (laughs) rude. It is rude because it's a really good sunscreen. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, I actually enjoy using it, which we preach on this podcast. I've actually put my ultraviolet to the side while I'm testing this out, but really fascinating stuff. And I'm eager to learn a little bit more, but yeah, we, we got news that Sephoria is back. It'll be virtual and in person. That's happening. In September. Yep. End of September. What else is in September, Kirby? BeautyCon. All the beauty events are in September. We just need to have Los Angeles Con. Oh my God. In September. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it the week before BeautyCon, <laughs> which is next week. <laughs> just kidding. That would be amazing. There's so much going on. So much going on. And 
Now it's September. Happy September. Do you remember? Oh, you know I'm going to be blasting that song. In my haze and mommy brain, texted my sisters on August 21st, the morning of the Earth, Wind and Fire meme, because I thought it was September 21st. And my sister was like, it's August, Sarah. (laughs) She's like, you need more sleep. I was like, I do. You're like, no, this is just the countdown. Yeah, it's just how excited I get. Like, I really tried to have Zoe on September 21st, and I couldn't hold it. September, Virgo season. Where are my Virgos at? Virgo girls. We love the Virgos, the Virgies. Virgi Virg. I'm uh, planning Zoe's, Zoe's third birthday party. If anyone has any suggestions for how to throw your three-year-old a princess-themed birthday party, send me your advice. <laughs> Sarah was telling me about how expensive it is to have a child's birthday. I was like, I'm going to have a budget and I'm not going to go over. And then literally two things and I'm over budget. And I was like, well, now that I've done this, I've got to do this. Now that I've done that, might as well. She said the face painter is like $300. I'm like, give me a fucking can of paint. I'll paint these children's faces. Just paint (laughs) paint the kid's face with a can of paint. It's just like a giant (laughs) paintbrush, and I'm just putting a stripe down their face. Oh, my God. The thing is, though, with the face painters, it's like there are good face painters, and then there are just mediocre at best. Right. Like, you can't have a mediocre face painter. You can't. You cannot. It's actually really sad. (laughs) Sarah was joking that if I were the face painter, they would be leaving with a smoky eye and a contour. (laughs) (laughs) These three-year-olds. They all walk with, like, stripes on their face on how to contour. Their lips are just going to look so nice and juicy. Overlined lips. Brows on a point. Lash. Yeah. Yes. They've got extension clip-ins. <laughs> Listen, if you guys want a chaotic face painter, hire me. I would be taking faux lashes and like sticking them together and putting them on the face like a caterpillar and being like, see? Oh, smart. Well, if ours drops out, please step in. Keep me posted. So all that to say, we'll have seen Beyonce. We have not seen her at the time of this recording But just expect us to have completely changed our lives after. Also look out for our metallic beauty looks. Yeah, that was one thing I was really not happy about from Beyonce. I'm not going to get into it. Beyonce will do whatever you say, but I was really not happy because I had a really cute outfit planned that was not silver. Literally you and everyone and everyone was like, God, did you see that one woman's TikTok where she was like, Beyonce, can you give us vouchers? Because for all of us who bought our outfits have been planning for months and now we have to rethink because it's Virgo season and your birthday. But again, we'll do it. We'll do whatever. We'll do whatever you want. We will. Okay, not to say that you guys should be buying our merch, which you definitely should. But if you have bought our merch, you probably know it's pretty easy. Couldn't be easier. Truly. And that is because we use Shopify and we love Shopify because it makes it easy to purchase products, not just sell them, but as somebody who often buys things online, I love that when I log on somewhere, maybe skims or something, you (laughs) go to check out and it's like, boop, all my stuff's in there. No need to pull out my credit card or my wallet. Just fill out the little code that comes to you and then you're on your way. And for entrepreneurs out there, Shopify couldn't make it easier for you to sell your stuff. 
It makes it easy to accept payments, you manage your orders, you're building the relationships with your customers. It literally has everything you need to sell in person, but also everything you need to sell online. If you're ever wondering ease of use, like why it's so easy for you to check out certain places, it's likely because it is a Shopify website and it helps you to drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. We probably could do a little bit more of that to be honest. So uh, here's your PSA to go buy some Los Angeles merch. There's literally Shopify built in plugins for Instagram. Wow. Did you know that? That's amazing. We're not doing enough. We're living in the future. We, we're, we have all of this at our service and we are not utilizing it. So sorry, Shopify. But now that they are proud sponsors of Los Angeles, we will be integrating that into our merch situation. Yes, we will. If you are interested in checking out Shopify, we've got a little deal for you. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Los Angeles. That's all lowercase. So just go to shopify.com slash Los Angeles to take your retail business to the next level today. That is shopify.com slash Los Angeles. Okay, we got some news. Big, huge beauty news. Huge. Sarah sent this to me and she was like, surely you knew this. And I'm like, oh, I absolutely did not know this. This is life-changing moment. <laughs> okay, y'all. Elf acquired Naturium for $355 million. Susan Yara. I am, put it, money in the bank, shook it to my core when I read this. Of course, Business of Fashion has the exclusive. And it says the purchase of the high-growth indie label marks the company's first M&A deal since 2020. Merger and acquisition. So it says that... ELF announced a definitive agreement to acquire indie skincare brand Naturium in a $355 million cash and stock deal. I'd actually be very curious to find out why language like definitive agreement to acquire is included because it's in this story. But when Susan also posted it on LinkedIn, she included that language as well. I should probably just text her. I feel like it's kind of like you have to legally say this because what if maybe it doesn't happen? I don't know. Also, cash and stock. Like, I want to know how much was cash and how much is stock. Right. Right. Like, how much money is Susan Yara actually bringing to the bank today? Girl. So it says that Notorium was founded in 2019 by the beauty brand Incubator The Center. This is actually an incubator that we did not feature on our conglomerate who owes who or who owns who episode because I think at the time the center maybe didn't even exist. Yeah, or it was just like quietly starting because a lot of the brands that they work with are newer brands. Yep. They represent obviously Naturium, but Fleur, Chriselle Lim's brand, Salt Air from Iskra, Make Beauty, I believe as well. And they just launched a new brand with Dr. Sam Ellis called Prequel. So it says that it's with the center and then influencer. It's so funny that it's like influencer Susan Yara. I'm like, she's not just an influencer, but go on. It says that, you know, it's a high performance skincare brand and it has over 7.8 million views on TikTok. And this is what Elf Beauty Chairman 
Tarang Amin said. He said, Naturium is one of the fastest growing brands in skincare. It's been growing at an 80% CAGR, which was a term I had never heard. And that means compound annual growth rate the last two years. It's one of the rare assets that's not only growing extremely fast, but it is both on the top and bottom line. It reminds me a lot of ELF when I first looked at ELF 10 years ago. It has very limited distribution. It's number one retail partner's target and the products are superstars. Wow. I have spoken to so many founders since this news came out and they are all truly just in awe of Susan because it is a fairly four-year-old brand. It's so young. The success obviously is unquestionable. Like products are so incredible. They're in Target. They're accessible. We know lots of people who use it and lots of people who love it. We use it ourselves. So like without question, it's a great brand. But to Kirby's point and everyone, it's like, usually you hear about these things after they're like at least 10 years. And, you know, I think Susan was smart to launch a brand in a Target. That's another consistent comment I've been getting that it is easily accessible. So she has a following and she promoted this brand. She obviously directed this brand in terms of the ingredients and the types of products that they're launching and things of that nature. But you can go get it. Yes, right. Like a Sephora and Ulta are like, I feel like every founder's dream is to have their beauty products on those shelves, which is great. But if you want it to be available to all of your followers or just to be a point of discovery, like Target, Walmart, the drugstores even. I think Target is just a very, especially for this brand, so smart. It's affordable and you appeal to a larger audience than maybe someone that's only exclusive to a Sephora or even an Ulta. So let's talk about the elf of it all. I just like to say my winner for the half year was elf. I said it. And I made us buy stock in it two years ago and then Matt sold it. Matt, damn it. Not that we would be $355 million richer. But would you have? No, no, Matt's like trying to defend himself. He's like, we wouldn't have made that much money on it, but it was a smart move. And I was like, thank you. Listen, I'm not going to be looking at Elf stock because I truly, that brand is killing it. How do we buy stock in Susan Yara? This is the other thing, though, that I think is interesting. Like, obviously believe that Susan has very specific eye and obviously like great business acumen and understands how to like drive a business the way she wants to. But a part of that is also the right time. The brand launched in 2019 and she formally kind of like announced it in 2020. At that time, we were in the middle of a global pandemic where everyone was at home, not seeing other people, clearly not wearing makeup. And people were really focused on skincare and they were spending a ton of time on TikTok and watching videos on YouTube. So I feel like all of these things play into the success of this particular brand. Now that we're thinking about like there's, they keep on saying there's a recession, but it's like, is there not really? People are also like, well, I need to look for affordable products. And this fits that price point really, really well. Because it's like, not every single brand at the center is even going gangbusters like this. I think like last year's Minotaurium made $100 million. You know, that's a very hard thing to do. We forgot to even mention the fact that when Susan announced 
that she was a part of Naturium. I mean, there was all that drama also. There was drama. And I have seen comments in the Facebook group about this, about how they will not support Naturium because of that drama. And I did have to just step in and say, I'm clearly biased because Susan is a friend of mine and Sarah's, but we know what actually happened. And we actually, we covered it very fairly when we found out the news. We did. And at that time, we didn't know what happened. Yeah, we did it. Right. We have since obviously learned everything that happened and we would not have had her featured on the podcast if we felt there was anything truly shady. And I can actually verify that nothing did happen. And I can't say anything further than that. <laughs> but I but I know I know things. <laughs> yes. And like clearly everything is fine because they have now landed here where they've sold the company for $355 million. Like, you know what I mean? If anything, it didn't hold back the brand. It didn't reduce any trust in Susan, at least for the most part, or how efficacious the products are. Also, they work with a ton of very trusted influencers to promote their products, people that the general online community trusts, and and they love and appreciate Susan just as much. So even though there it was extremely dramatic when it launched, who's... Yeah, who's laughing now? All the way to the bank. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm actually curious. I've talked to Susan about this in the past. Like, she's like, you know, as an entrepreneur, do you make another brand after you make this first brand? And I didn't even know this was even a conversation yet, that she was even thinking about selling that. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I would go on a long vacation. <laughs> but you know what it is with with brand founders? And I think this is really true is like, it's like the Wendy Zomners and the Jared Blandinos and Michelle Fawn and Janine Lobel. They want to prove to themselves that this was not just lightning in a bottle, right place, right time, and that's it. That they have a vision and that they are able to create something again. Tony Co. Tony Co. You know what I mean? I actually am really curious. Like, I reached out to Susan and I said, come on the pod and talk about this. And she goes, I totally will. But now that we are an official <laughs> company, apparently, there's communications you have to go through. There's like, you know, she can't put out her own statements anymore, things of that nature. So she's still actively a part of the brand. I believe so. I believe so. At, in what capacity? We don't know for sure. Okay. But the hope is that she will come on and tell us all those things when the dust kind of settles around this big announcement and they kind of like figure out all the ins and outs of what this looks like. But I would be curious, like, okay, you're co-founder of this brand. How long are you with this brand? Well, like how long was Jared at Too Faced after they sold before he... Like five years. Oh, I guess it was a few years. Yeah, like five years. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll we'll see. But I wonder, like, what do you think Susan should do next? I don't know. It's hard because I think that she really had a corner on the skincare market and that made a lot of sense. But she does have a journalism background. Maybe there's a media company in her future, although that would be a literal terrible decision to launch a media company right now. So do not do that. Yeah. I was thinking about like the mom and parenting of it all and like 
because she was so successful with that, too. She go into hair care, gray hair. I mean, makeup, too. Like, she's an expert. So beautiful. Like, she could go in so many different directions. Congratulations, Susan. We're so happy for you. We are extremely happy for you, Susan. And that is, like, pretty incredible. Can't wait to see what Elf does with Naturium, too. That's, like, such a match made in heaven. I think it's such a smart move. And also, like, I don't think we're giving Elf enough credit on how fast that they moved. Because, like, I feel like some large companies like Elf would be like, we need to wait it out a few years. And even Susan and Ben Bennett, who is her co-founder, might be like, oh, we're going to hold out for more money. We're not. Yeah. After four years, three hundred fifty five million dollars. Take it. Exactly. The market is so saturated and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't want to pass up that opportunity. Way to go. Okay, then. Other people we are inspired by, we have the lovely Charlotte Palermino. Sarah, when you saw this video, did you realize what was actually happening? <laughs> I mean, it took me a second. And then, you know, after I processed it, I was like, holy shit. And then I shared it on my Instagram story because it was so epic. So I didn't even, I was watching this with sound off. So like, I did not even realize what was going on. I was like, oh, I'll go back to this post because I always go back and end up watching Charlotte's posts if I can't watch at the time. I think I was in Boston, maybe. Yeah, I think I was in Boston. So I saved it. And then I'm like, oh, my God, that is AOC. <sighs> this is incredible. Charlotte partnered with AOC. Yeah, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, for those who don't call her AOC. Yes, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. For the 14th District in New York, Bronx and Queens. So she partners with Charlotte. And I talked to Charlotte and was like laughing because Charlotte's like, shoot your shot in the DMs. Like AOC started following me. And I was just like, I got to get in touch with her. And Charlotte was going to be in Washington and was like, can we get lunch or something and chat? And she's like, I'm not going to be in Washington. Let's get together in New York. And so they got together. And basically, Charlotte is like, we need... We need your help. We absolutely need your help, but we need to get funding so that we can get better sunscreen filters. So this is what her post says. If you want new sunscreen regulations, we can do it. I saw what y'all did with L'Oreal Telescopic. Swipe for the list of Congress people on the Energy and Commerce Committee and how to get Congress aware of this issue, along with the FDA funded to move forward rather than only wait on corporations to do the testing. There are a lot of hurdles holding up meaningful action, but these are the people that can push for budget to change that. And so she brings on AOC, and this is what this post kind of lays out. 1999 was the last time a sunscreen filter was approved in the U.S., which is literally, we were 13 years old, okay? Over 20 years. Insane. While the rest of the world regulates SPF like a cosmetic, the U.S. regulates SPF like a drug. This isn't bad. We want things that are vetted. I totally agree. But the end result has been that the U.S. only has nine approved filters to formulate with, and the rest of the world has 30. The new filters that the rest of the world is operating with are more innovative. They have less irritation. They aren't gloopy and greasy, aka they're cosmetically eleganza, are more protective, especially against UVA. UVA are longer wavelengths and UVB are shorter and responsible for burning. And USA sunscreen is behind on the times to protect us. UVA is what causes DNA damage, premature aging and cancer. 
And 95% of the rays that make it to us are UVA, not UVB. So it's important to protect on all forms of UV damage. And we've discussed this in the past where, you know, if you see a sunscreen that says PA++++++, that's kind of your surefire way to know that you're getting the UVA protection that you need. There's plenty of, you know, sunscreens in the U.S. that are like broad spectrum and whatever. Speaking of Naturium, Naturium tests for UVA and has that PA++++ rating, even though that's not required in the United States. Right. That is a testing that usually like Asian countries do, Europe, mostly Asia, right? And I believe Charlotte said Australia. Australia does it as well. Charlotte says that Australia has like the top tier testing for when it comes to sunscreen. Like they are the model that we should be copying. Yes, because they also consider sunscreen a drug. Yes, but (laughs) they actually mean it. (laughs) Yes, correct. It says that U.S. sunscreen cannot compete with the rest of the world. In fact, a study by Sloan Kettering Memorial Hospital of the 20 most popular sunscreens in the U.S. found that only half of them met European protection standards. On top of that, for Americans that have figured out international sunscreen protects your skin more effectively and is beautiful to apply and reapply, they're going to secondary markets like Amazon to find sunscreen. And because this is such a lucrative business, there are so many counterfeits of popular sunscreens like Beauty of Joson or Biore UV Aqua Rich. This like truly blew my mind. Like I did not know that there were companies that exist solely to create counterfeit sunscreens. Yes. Isn't that so crazy, everyone? I think I got a counterfeit Beauty of Joson. Yeah. Yes. Because I was like, why do people like this? It's gloopy for lack of a better word. It it felt like literal white paste on my face. I was like, I don't understand why people enjoy this. This is terrible. And then I can't remember who I was following on Instagram, but she ordered one from Amazon and it was very clearly a fake. And I was like, oh, maybe I received a fake. Although my fake was from Stylevana. Right. So, I mean, that should be an, an approved official retailer. I don't think so. Oh, they're not. I think they're not. I mean, I don't think that Stalvana per se is the one that's manufacturing a counterfeit. No, no, of course not. Yes, yes, yes. But whoever they're purchasing from, their, right. their source. You've at least purchased one sunscreen from Amazon at some point. It's so easy. I'm sure everyone has. But we don't know that that's an actual legitimate sunscreen. And you are probably getting burned because of it and not the proper protection you should be. And there is like a whole other conversation to be had around sunscreen testing and how that needs to be made more affordable and more accessible to brands and regulations need to be put in place in terms of testing. Testing is so expensive, A, but B, if you're testing a sunscreen and you're trying to reach an SPF 30 and it's an SPF 28, like I've heard that there are certain labs you can take it to that will kind of fudge the results so you get that 30. I mean, I've had labs sent to me where it's like, yeah, this brand claims to be an SPF 30. It's an SPF 8. And you're like, yeah, who did they pay? Who did they pay? But then also, how do I know that this is like factual? Because apparently there can be discrepancies in testing. Which makes no sense to me when we are spending all of our time and money and focus here in the United States on the sunscreen testing of it all and not these new filters. And then the testing is not even like regulated in a way where it's all the same. Yeah. This is just the wild, wild west out here. Yeah. On that Pavise trip, we tested 
their sunscreen. And I was asking about the particular device that they were using. She was like, we have this is a state of the art device. Not a lot of labs have this because it's one hundred thousand dollars. And so testing is so expensive because obviously these labs have to make back the money that they're spending to have and also pay for the labor. And like a lot of brands can't afford to test in more than one lab. Maybe one lab is like, you're at SPF 35. Okay. Do you test it again to make sure? Or do you send it to a different lab to make sure? And then if it's not the same in a different lab, do you have to test it yet again? We got to figure out the solution for this. This seems insane. Right. So like my question is, how does Australia do it? I have no idea. We have Aussie listeners. I know this. Y'all are like one of the main lit up places on our grid when I look at our demographics. So and it's not because of my terrible Australian accent. I'll tell you that much. And I'll spare you this time around a mate. No, just kidding. (laughs) I was like, stop it. You're like, she's not going to do it, but she is going to do it. But maybe that would be helpful. I think the TLDR of it all is that it is just so complicated unnecessarily. Also a reminder to get your skin checked every year. 100%. So what are the solutions here? Okay. There has been very little pressure put on the FDA to push this issue forward. I don't blame the FDA because they are underfunded. Okay. They have bigger fish to fry in some aspects, right? But you would also think that if this is you know, small fish to them that maybe we could push it forward and it wouldn't be that big of a drama. It'll be a long process. And there is a new filter coming to the U.S. in 2024. A parallel path is important because the U.S. had one potential filter coming. And if that gets approved, it costs upwards of $40 million years, animal testing, and a very limited exclusivity of like who can actually use this filter. So like the incentive to bring this new filter in is slim to none unless there's an appetite from consumers to want to have this filter. Now, Charlotte does mention that for the animal testing of it all, they are fighting hard to get new methods of testing, but this is a reality for drugs anywhere. Again, SPF is considered a drug in this country. And it's been 20 years since we had an introduction of a new filter. And the more we wait, the longer it takes We need more public resources to change the system, and it's going to take a massive effort. But to Charlotte's point, we blew up L'Oreal Telescopic, okay? So we can be squeaky wheels when it comes to new sunscreen filters, you know what I mean? So the first step in all of this is we have to make noise and we have to put pressure on the FDA to take us seriously. We're going to link to Charlotte's Instagram post within the carousel She lists who you should call and specifically what you should ask them to do. So we'll do that. Everyone do it. It takes like probably five minutes tops of your day. I haven't had actually had a chance to do it. I'm going to do it. Kirby, we should record ourselves doing it, post it on our social. We'll ask everyone here if you do it too. record yourself, tag Los Angeles, tag Charlotte. We got to do something about this, guys. Yes. So please, please call. And let's get some changes made. Let's get some eleganza sunscreens. Eleganza. I don't want to be dealing with like heavy shit on my face anymore. As much as we love to travel, I don't want to have to keep bringing back suitcases full of sunscreen. Literally same. And you know what else? I want 
freaking ultraviolet to be available in U.S. stores. I want to be able to walk into a Sephora, a Target, a wherever and pick up ultraviolet. And we can only do that if we can get more sunscreen filters approved. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.